Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Disney lovers. Hello. Oh, welcome back. Welcome. I'm Stacy and I'm Georgina and welcome to Disney Grown, Grown Up. We have got a very fun panel episode for you today. We do. Uh, and we also have a very special guest to help we us. We do indeed. Slash mainly just tell us. <laughs> Inform <laughs> us in all of the knowledge. Educate us on yes. all of these things. Correct. Um, because although we, we are very great music lovers. We are. Um, I don't think I'm really an expert in this field. No, I'd like to think I am, but that's an incorrect <laughs> assumption. Well, so we'll test that. we brought in an actual expert. An actual, an actual, actual real expert. life, living and breathing expert. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. They're alive. Yeah, they're alive. <laughs> to to and fro yeah. discussion. You've not heard them yet, but they are alive. <laughs> Audience, they are in fact here. <laughs> so <laughs> the guest in question, who you've just heard uh, cackling in our very funny jokes, uh, Kim Brown. Welcome Kim Brown, to everyone. Disney Hello, Brown. ladies. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, you have now wrapped up two of my passions, music and Disney. Correct. So the fact that you're calling me an expert, just I'm going to put that on my resume. <laughs> that and, officially quoted it. And get new business cards. So resume. <laughs> Disney music expert, I'm here. I'm very excited. Yes. Ready. Now, um, Kim is a music teacher but has had a very illustrious musical career, um, which I won't paraphrase because I forgot to uh, get her bio. <laughs> <laughs> so, she's done a lot. She's, she's done, done a lot. lot. Just believe us. Kim does things in and Kim around music things. and it's great. She's We've seen it. We've experienced it. <laughs> it's very good. Um, but she does do a lot of um, musical directing, um, music directing for musical theatre here in Brisbane. Yes. Yep. Um, which is very exciting. Uh, and I have worked with Kim personally as an arranger for a show that I directed and worked yes, with um, Georgina was my production manager. Um, and she did a brilliant job arranging that music. So we're excited. Mm. So today we're going to be talking about Disney music and mm. in particular – um, the Disney sound. Mm. What so, makes it yeah. Disney. So we're going to sort of talk about a few different things. I have a feeling the conversation is probably going to jump around. But <laughs> it's going to duck and weave, but I you know. D- I do have a list and an yes. order. Like it took me a while oh. to come up with where oh, we start, where do we official. go. But knowing you two lovely ladies, <laughs> I went, I probably should just throw that out the window. Um, well, how look. about you give us a bit of a rundown I then, will. Kim, at the plan. Um, and we'll, and see, we'll see at, at the, the end. end. Did, did we get there? Yeah. It's like writing your thesis and then finishing with your conclusion going, that's not actually what I started out <laughs> by wanting to talk about. By doing. Um, well, of course, you know, you put the label of Disney music on something and it is such a huge catalogue of mm. things to talk mm. about. So my first thought when I sat down to start thinking about this and doing some research was, Let's narrow the scope. You know, mm. we could probably do an entire season of yes. podcasts oh. about... <laughs> and I think we'll have many episodes We, we will come following. back to a yeah. lot of topics. So, of course, you've got your animated films versus your live action mm. films. So, let's just leave the live actions for the moment. Correct. We'll, we'll to stick the to the, the animated because that's where all the good stuff is. Um, you know, there's songs versus instrumental because there's so much beautiful mm. instrumental oh. music. I mean, like we could just... I'm just going to mention the opening of Up and that's, we'll, oh, you know, yes. like the power. Yeah of the music alongside the visuals of that. But that's another episode as well. So we're going to stick to songs. Um, And, of course, we're closing in on nearly 100 years of Disney films from, Mm. you know, when the the first big feature film came out. And so, you know, that's 100 years (laughs) amazing. We'll cover it in a few minutes, guys. Um, And I think, think, you know, there's a lot of people that really relate to the Renaissance era, which is that sort of Mm. late 80s, early 90s, or into the 90s, um, that resurgence of Disney. And they've... Those films, you know, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Lion King, those have become really iconic in the in the canon of Disney. So I thought we'd focus in there. So that's yes. that's sort of where we're headed. Um, and I want to talk about the, I guess, the the role of the music and the songs in yep. those films and how how and why it works. Because we know mm. it works. We love it. We all yeah. sing it. We all quote it. So why does why is that? 
Uh, yeah, so that's Beautiful. kind of yeah. I think that a sounds perfect. great trajectory. A great Let's see how we go. And look, um, our wonderful listeners, do tell mm. us, um, of course, we'll, we'll remind you again at the end of this episode, but do tell us if there's anything specifically about the music that you want us to talk yeah. about um, after today. Mm. And we will definitely cover it at some point. There'll be but many <laughs> to well, the series. Well, it's just like, like you're saying, Kim, it's just such a huge scope of music and mm. it had so many different eras and music has changed through that. So we'll we'll get around to all of it eventually. But I love Disney Renaissance. <laughs> it's so the best. I'm excited. Definitely. All right. Well, what do you want to tell us about? Well, I, Where are we in going doing first? some research. Yes. Mm. So, you know, because there's a lot of people with a lot more time and energy uh, out there that do all this stuff and put it out on the internet or even get PhDs in it. Yeah. I actually found about five different thesis documents <laughs> about different Disney music topics. Yeah. So that says something the about life, isn't it? the the legacy and the power of of this particular music. Um, but it, I think what what is so interesting about this is and why we could spawn a whole season of Disney music uh, episodes is that the the music of Disney runs the gamut of styles, of genres, mm. of topics, of all of those different things and purposes, um, you know, and, and I think there's not really one particular style of music. It's not a genre. It's a it's a collection. Mm. And um, I, I think when I, when I was doing some research, one of the things I found really interesting was that even back when Walt Disney was, you know, hands-on and creating stuff in the early days, he himself was really passionate that the music was a big part of the storytelling mm. to go along with these visuals yeah. and that, that it had to be super precise. And um, some of the commentaries I, I read um, were about the how critics were marvelled about how synchronised the visuals and the music mm. often were, yeah. particularly in those ones that – not necessarily songs, but just music and how it all works. And just recently, um, mm. we were watching um, both Dumbo and Cinderella, and Cinderella, and we were noticing with that scoring about that matching the the music to the movements on mm. on screen. Yeah. And we made in both of those movies lots of different comments about. Yeah, and how it, well it, that was done. It seems yeah. to be said that that Disney was almost a bit like spare the expense. I want this to be perfect. So exactly. rather mm. than just oh, I can't get it. It's close enough. Let's put the movie out to keep you know putting movies out. Mm. They the studio took the time to make it work, and I think that's what makes it really fantastic. And it mm. and it is purposeful. And that's purposeful is probably the word I want to sort of talk about yeah. is the fact that this music is made uh, with a purpose. It's not just thrown on top of a story or, you know, chucked in at the last minute. I found a really interesting um, interview with Alan Menken. All hail. Oh, He's amazing. Yes. He is the god of the Renaissance uh, movies. And I think it was when the new Aladdin a live action film had come out. So mm. it was reasonably recent. And he was talking about how, how do they get this. And what he said, he said a lot of people would be really shocked to know that the um, the music composers and the lyricists are on board a lot of times before everybody else. Mm. Yeah. So the studio kind of usually has an idea or a topic or a theme or a story or a story um, that they want to do. And one of the first people on board is the music team. And they actually start crafting, you know, lyrics and music content and and that sort of stuff before even a full script has been written, before all the visuals and the characters have been designed so that the music is actually sort of part of the skeleton of the film. And I think that's, um, you know, there's there's a lot of other um, studios that might do musicals type things that sometimes it feels a little bit, put on icing yeah, on the on cake. Like pushed in. It's like, yeah. and this is now the song. Yeah. Whereas the script is built around the music a lot of times mm, yeah. in Disney, which I thought was really interesting. Which is interesting point. Well, um, off cans, we were talking very briefly about Frozen and mm. that was mm. one of the big influential moments of, of um, Elsa's character was that they wrote Let It Go and presented it and went, oh, we're going to yeah. change the character An evil, sassy this. villain. Like yeah. she needs... She she has a she growth so much more human and yeah yeah and that was that that was a key point for the frozen that we know today from mm. the frozen that had been in development for mm. many many long decades. time it's been a long, long time, time in development for the Snow Queen um, before it became Frozen so I think the reason that this the Renaissance era of the Disney films was so successful is that they followed a really clear structure and a mm. format with a lot of their music and, and their stories in a way. There's a few mm. people out there that were going, oh, it's the same story six times over just with a different covering. <laughs> and I'm like, and your point is because it's an awesome so, one. We love uh, that and we, we like that story. It. And I think that 
the reason these are so successful and we were talking about how Frozen has has kind of come back to that mm. formula and that structure is because it's based on the same stuff that they use in musical theatre. Yes. Mm. So Broadway shows and, you know, well, you know, wherever they're presented, but those full music theatre productions have this sort of, you've got to have your opening number, you've got to have your big end one, act one climax, mm. you've got to have the all these different things. So some of the key... Um, uh, ideas uh, are these. So I'm going to go through each of these. I've got about six songs. That doesn't cover every song in a movie because, yeah. you know, each each one's different. And I want to give you a couple of examples of what those yeah. songs are. let's do it. So we've got to start with the opening. Mm. Yes. All of these it films. It's important to open uh, the film. <laughs> generally <laughs> speaking. generally a good place to begin. But we open it with music. Yes. yes. Okay. It's very rare that um, a lot of these films don't open with some sort of um, narration-y music mm. moment. Mm. So um, where's my list? Here we go. So, um, you know, we look at The Lion King. We oh, open with iconic. The Circle of Life. Of life. Iconic. Chills. It is. And, and it really sets up the whole story. So even without necessarily giving us the characters and the plot in the opening, mm. we know mm. exactly where we are. We know who we're talking to. We know kind of what this is about. Yeah. It's really um, clear. Is you know, world building? Absolutely. Kind of yeah. 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 And then we've got, you know, Arabian Nights with Aladdin. I love that as an opening number. So I, I'm restraining myself from singing you guys, but I'm <laughs> I was going to maybe I was going to maybe bring along some music clips but I reckon we could just sing it. Guys. We'll just it's sing fine. It. Um so you know that one again it's a song that also leads into a bit of a narratory prologue mm, yeah, kind of thing because it introduces us to the story of Aladdin and so forth. Beauty and the Beast literally has a prologue. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it tells us the story of how the beast became to be. The opening chimes and gorgeous. it's all Little Mermaid opened with Fathoms Below. Yeah. So also yes, we, we go straight into we're in the ocean and we're we're on that sort of we're stuff. We're in the seas, people. <laughs> we know it. And of course, my all-time favorite opening is the Gospel Truth from Hercules. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, Hercules yes. music is just everything. It is. It is one of the best. We did um, lush on about that in the Broadway episode. Yes, we did. How much we just love <laughs> oh, the music. The music in Hercules is wonderful. So you know you can see, and they they all those films were basically in the nineties. So that's that mm. that canon there. And then of course, Frozen has come back because we open with this. Um, sort of prologue yeah. you know, yeah. um, the idea. The song. Uh, I was humming that to myself the other day. Was it today? Pocahontas <laughs> does it. Some point. Yeah. Mulan does it as well. Yeah, they all, they all they have all this opening. They all have that opening. little prologue mm. So that's the first one. So they all open with music and yeah. it really helps us set the scene, tell the story, yes. get out, get out, get the audience. Where are we? When are we? Who are we? Yeah. Well, right. even we were watching Dumbo and it was like annoying carnival music, but like you could not mistake... <laughs> And we were like, oh, do, 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 do. like, it's but we were like, hundred percent. We knew we were in a circus setting. Yeah, done. You yeah. ready? So then the next one, and these often link together, is our what what they called the everyday life song. Oh, so now we get yeah. down to the nitty gritty of the characters, who they are, and what their life is okay. like, and what kind of what we're leaving. We start with Beauty and the Beast because it's the perfect one. It, it really sets us up in our small provincial town in France. We meet Belle. <laughs> that meme where it's like, oh, here's Belle singing her daily meme song about us. And we need six eggs still. Yeah. Uh, you know, so yes, we definitely have that. We have um, the Daughters of Triton. We yeah. meet the yeah, Daughters and we meet Ariel mm-hmm. and Triton oh, yeah. and Sebastian. He's conducting the orchestra and all that jazz. So that's, a, you know, this is the everyday life. It's a party. They're doing a parade. They're da-da-da-da-da. Um, yeah. One jump for Aladdin. Oh, I love that oh. song. It is one of my favourites. And again, it's one of those ones where all the all the side characters, you know, um, I blame parents except he hasn't got um, <laughs> You know, <laughs> all those lines. And you always do it in the voice. You can't just sing you it have straight to. through. It has to be in all um, ten voices that are going on in the and song. And, of course, Frozen <laughs> has the do you want to build a snowman. Yeah. So that whole is a whole montage as well, which tells us the story of mm, the, the girls and the passing of time. So the we've, we've set up this is, you know, this is Anna's everyday life and Elsa's in a room and this is, you know, yeah. it's been happening for 12, 15 years or whatever. So, yeah, so we open with an opening song narration. We move into our everyday life song i'm pretty sure moana does it as well but i didn't have the time yeah, to there's go the through village that one there's the village the song. coconuts that's all i know of it but yeah. i like it yeah. 
much about the coconuts. Then invariably we end up with one of the most iconic things that ever happens in a musical oh, is the I is Want oh, song. This is it. That's my favourite bit. And these are the ones that everyone does as a solo for an audition. <laughs> uh, they're the big number for the performer in a show. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, you look at Wicked and it's The Wizard and I and it's, El- it's Elphaba's oh. dream to do this and this is what I want. Mm, and mm. so these are the songs that help communicate to the audience what our protagonists are after and mm. what we're aiming for and how we're going to get there and what we're going to do. I just realised I say I've sung one of these for an audition before which was um, When Will My Life Begin from Tangled yes. which I just realised is a combination of daily life it and act- I own absolutely want. is. Ooh, yeah. it's a um, meld. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it is. Yeah, because it, it shows her daily yeah. Tedium of and then it goes into that little like slow bit. Yeah, like, what do I oh. want? I want to go and find the lanterns. The lanterns. And, um, great song. Yeah. So Classified. most musicals yeah. have this mm. in, in – well, most good musicals, I should say. Uh, <laughs> the good ones do at least. So, of course, we've got Let It Go yes. um, is that big I just want to be me, I just want to be able to exist and mm. I actually don't care now about what everybody mm. else thinks. This is what I'm going to well, do. Well, it actually has two because it's got Let It Go and then it's got For the First Time in Forever. Mm. So it actually yeah. has one for each. Exactly. And that's and I think that's a testament to that movie because both those neither of those characters is the lead. They're both. Yes. Yeah, they share. The so they both get that I want. And, you know, yeah, both of them have mm. their own desires and they've got to, you know, they come back together in, yeah. in that way as well. Part of your world. Oh. Oh, that's maybe the little oh, one of my favourites. Yeah. Well. I yeah. think that's, that's the first one that came to my mind. Well, and you so say clearly, I want song. Yeah, and this is the thing is that um, Little Mermaid really kicked off everything and it, it mm. has so much to – positively answer for um, in the way that the the films have been made and structured and musically, yeah. And, and I'm yeah. going to come back to that yeah. a, a I think point about that as well. Part of your world was nearly cut, wasn't it? It Ooh, was. I it think it was. It was nearly didn't make the cut and then they were like, it. oh, because it was too slow, like for the start of the Slowed movie. the story down. Yeah. And I was like, what a travesty that oh, would have been. But Ashman and All those little girls like, auditioning. No. All those girls auditioning for stuff. to sing. <laughs> what are you going to sing at your junior Steadford um, in the music theatre category? Like, I don't know. And I just realised Belle's little I want adventure. Yeah, the reprise. Well, I was going to say, yeah, so it's the Belle reprise is her little I want song. So she. It's very small, but it's still powerful. Like, I use that for auditions and it just swells so beautifully into a short but punchy, you know, I'm literally telling you, I want adventure. <laughs> yes. It's there in the she, title, guys. In the Great White somewhere. So, um, but also even the uh, One Jump Ahead reprise where mm. Aladdin yes. says, I'm more than what you, I'm not a street rat, I'm not. You know, I love yeah. an angsty and reprise. I, I'm, I'm going to segue into the Broadway show yes. "Proud of Your Boy," oh, which was originally the same, which, which was, was written for the movie. Yes, "Proud of Your Boy" was written for the movie and was cut, but put back in uh, when they did yeah. the stage show. Um, so it's those that kind of um, that's the same one. Yeah, mm. reflection from Mulan as well. I and, just and it could not be said. I'm sorry, we didn't. I, I it had to be said. That's my favourite. No, thank you. That's my favourite. That's I mean, I, I, this oh. is not an exhaustive list. I was just I – We could just be listing songs for <laughs> conscious hours. Of time and then going, oh, oh but this one. But, oh, but, but this, this one. one. But, oh. Right, you can, you can move on so, now. Okay, so we, we, we've gotten through our big – usually about a third of the way into the, you know, into mm-hmm. the story. We get an idea of where we're going as an audience. Then we have – and this I think this is a little bit more Disney than you would find necessarily in music theatre – is what uh, the internet has called uh, the friend or mentor – Yes. Solution song. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> the solution song. Solution so this song. is slash Simone and Pumbaa's Hakuna Matata. Yes. Uh, they yeah. fix Simba's life by going, eh, don't worry about it. It means no hey, worries. Do what you, you want. <laughs> it's all good. Um, you know, so it, there's that one. Um, a friend like me. Yeah. You know, yes. when he finally finds the genie uh, in the lamp and this is like, honey, I can fix all of your problems because yeah. I'm the genie and I have all these powers. Be our guest yes. from Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Under the sea. Mm-hmm. You know, don't worry yeah. about those pesky humans up on the shore. We've got everything you need. Stick at some uh, maracas and you'll be fine. <laughs> of course, the um, the trolls fixer-upper yeah. um, in Frozen as well, you know, is a nice little helper. And they're yeah. usually quite upbeat and fun and big chorus numbers and a big, you know. So I think, I think those ones are a little bit more Disney-esque, that yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. And they do mm-hmm. happen a lot um, through, through all and of those. And they're often the very catchy ones. It's super catchy. Like that's the catchy, fun... Number. Yeah. yeah, I think I, I would put um, "You're Welcome" yes. um, from Moana. I was just in there thinking that well. without going yeah. there, um, even though it's kind of not being helpful. Yeah, he's Grandma just does like have a, a helping song, guiding song, but it's not. It's yeah. not a, a standalone song. It's no. more it's written into woven into thematic it. through yeah. the film. Yeah. yeah. Um, then of course we get to our love song. 
So oh. even even in um, not all Disney movies necessarily have a full on love, love coupling song. relationship romantic. Love. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know it can be all sorts of things. So and 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 of course in the Renaissance these were all the, the iconic songs that became singles that hit the charts by recording artists. So mm. a whole new world, Beauty mm. and the Beast, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Um, of course, one of my personal favourites, which is Kiss the Girl from The Little oh. Mermaid. I freaking yes. love that song. I won't say I'm in love. And that's the other one. I won't say I'm in love. Yep. That's oh, a banger. That yeah. is a yep. great song. Absolutely. Um, and, of course, Love is an Open Door, yep. uh, which yep. is a nice little fun duet and uh, and all that sort of stuff. And so then after that, everything else is kind of filler. Obviously, we tend mm. to get the Act 2 reprises mm. in, in Disney films because it's a nice way. One of my favourite reprise sets is the Prince Ali reprise. Oh, my Jafar gosh. I was, gets. like, really hoping in my brain you'd say that. I was like, Kim, if you don't say the Prince I, Ali reprise, well, I don't think we can be friends. <laughs> That is but the greatest moment. Thanks to our friends price. over at Disneyverse Disney Debate for becoming an Aladdin expert, uh, having having picked oh. that one to debate. So um, yeah, that that one is I love that because oh, so it's good. They've, they've taken the Prince Ali song starts as a hero song, like the genie yeah. is singing it, and that's the stuff. And then Jafar takes it and goes, "Ha, sucker, Turns you're not actually oh, oh, clever." So, well oh. so for me, that's one of the best reprises of all time um and that is the correct that is a bang statement that is the correct statement um yeah and so then all that sort of stuff happens and then of course we generally get our finale so i'm not even going to try and list them all off because again a lot of them are those reprises um what Mm. i loved a lot of disney films and this even happened a lot more in the older ones is there would suddenly be in the background this 400 voice choir of classical singers that would sing <laughs> yeah, take the soprano girls. I can't <laughs> sing that high. Um, so you know, you yeah. have you have that little tiny reprise of yeah. either the love song, um, usually, yeah, sort of the love song. Maybe mm. even you know, I can't think of the top of my head of a um, um, like an I want song that might have come back. Part at of the your end. world. At the yeah. end of it does have the it? With the wedding. Yeah, yeah, they do. And cymbals crashing and the whole jazz and the waves. And Sleeping and the Beauty has I the Once the Upon a Dream is the big yeah. – when so they're in the clouds. We've talked about that before. Oh, yeah. So, they, yeah. So, I think bookending a movie with beginning and, yeah. and ending with music and not just in the credits is is iconic. Mm. Um, so, there you go. That was sort of my – I just – you know, once you once you notice it, you can't yeah. not pick it. You're like, oh, this is the I want song, or this is the friend mentor song. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the friend slash mentor <laughs> encouragement song. Here we are again. Exactly. So, um, I think, and I think that's what makes a lot of that music so great. And again, why so many of those films are becoming Broadway shows yeah. or on ice it's got the shows? Because <laughs> oh, it has on ice. <laughs> that's a different. That's a whole. Nother that's another day. day. Uh, <laughs> it's it's got the ingredients that we sort of want and expect from mm. a musical on stage. Mm. Um, so, hats off to Disney. Well done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's and really um, that really started that whole movement with. The Little Mermaid. Absolutely. With um, Howard Ashman and Alan Menken, mm. who um, I can't remember all the details, but I know they had just done Little Shop of Horrors. And I think someone saw it and went, These, these guys. These, these guys, guys have got something. They these got guys something. have got something. Also, one of my favourite shows is Little Shop oh, of Horrors. So. Yeah. Such a good show. Um, I, I'll go back to a point which, uh, and again, this is this would segue into a whole other episode, is villain music. Oh. But I found <laughs> yes. something really interesting. And again, this was from, this was from a PhD thesis. So <laughs> it has to be legit. Um, it, it has to be Is that until Little Mermaid in 1989, a villain never had a solo song in any film. Wait, what? Yeah. All right. According to this PhD that I read. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm going through my brain. So there were, so until then, in, particularly in the 50s to the 80s, yeah. there were actually songs about villains. And I would, I'm pulling up Corella DeVille. Yes. But she, she didn't sing it. She didn't sing. So the villain, and there was a big point in um, Snow White, is that Snow White had her lovely operatic mm, voice yeah. and she sang to the birds and had all of the, the jazz. The evil queen does not sing a note. She no. has particular music that follows her. Maleficent doesn't sing. Maleficent doesn't sing. None of those villains in the olden days had a song, well, particularly a solo. There were songs written around them. A chorus yeah. number would sing. Um, and I guess when you look at those villains, though, the 
the Disney princess or the hero, like the the hero character saying, and I guess it's part of that. And it was always well, beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And they're pretty and they sing these lovely songs. And I guess that's a point of difference that the villains don't in that like, well, they're evil so they don't like music because yep. music is beautiful and pretty. and Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to have like... So Ugly having not actually music. tested that my that theory myself, I went well. You know what? It's in a university PhD document. It has so to be right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. But of course, it all changed when we got "Poor Unfortunate Souls," which oh. is the best song of all time. Full stop. Thanks. To oh, <laughs> so good. <laughs> and that's it. That's the end of the conversation. So there's there's a, there's a whole other episode about how we use how mu- composers can use music, not mm. just lyrics, to represent and and showcase villains versus yes. heroes. Yeah. And in fact, one of my school students just did that as a project this last term. She looked at the representation of villains in musicals and I was just like, hail queen, you got this. Um, And I mean, you could look at the music um, in Hunchback of Notre Dame between the way that um, Mm. Quasimodo sings compared to what Frollo is singing. I was just thinking of that. And that's a whole piece. That's Summer Makin's. And so that leads me into my sort of my next point is about Mm. how like the fact that, so they're not just choosing a formal structure and having these tick boxes that are going to work they're also using music um to create uh feelings emotions characters plot lines Mm. and that's what we said like right at start the the purpose of this music and the fact that it's in the story before they even start yeah you know is so important and so i mean i could give you a very theoretical discussion about the elements of music and all this sort of stuff that i teach at school but um i just was gonna go um and this is what i was saying before is there's no one genre they're not Mm. classical music it's not just music theater or pop it's they write the music Mm. to suit the story so the fact that they set princess in the frog in 1920s new orleans Mm. it had to have jazz it had to have that instrumentation and that style of music even though they can still have an i want song and a love song and an opening and all that sort of stuff yeah exactly that's a great song but it can it can still be then and then hunchback and notre dame it's all much more cathedral organ and bells because again it's about the light um and um one day out there is out there is just out Oh, ooh, I got really – from Disney versus Disney <laughs> yeah, debate it's, it's when like, I had Hunchback. I think it's segues. It's Heaven's Light into Hellfire yeah, and that, and yeah. that just, is a clear oh, distinction. But I had just, it yeah. as a movie to defend and I just – I picked it up and I've been obsessed with the music from oh, Hunchback. Yes. That is, is. <laughs> I can fact check that confirmed. it's so good. And that's – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really intense. Um, that's that, how intense the music is. That is how intense yeah, it is. And it's, it's, it's Hunchback and Notre Dame and Hercules are those two underrated films with – incredible music oh. incredible music and again take you could have you could have done hercules with a really classical style thing but they mm. went really gospel with it and it was and brilliant. it really works Which so is a really well odd what do you, what do you think <laughs> yeah. it's a, a movie set in like athens in greece it doesn't feel yeah. right but like when they you frame kinda, it with the muses in terms of the pottery and everything like oh, somehow it, it just works sense. But, but it as an idea on, pa- idea on paper, paper, you're like, yeah. no. I'm yeah. going to take this ancient story about the gods and let's make it real gospel. Um, we <laughs> did a bit jazzy on it. <laughs> I, I read an article that was actually criticising Disney for not going far enough when using the, um, you know, the, the elements of a cultural's music. So, mm. for example, you could talk about, um, you know, African-style music in The Lion King. Yes. You could talk about the Arabian music in Aladdin yeah. and, and obviously Chinese music in Pocahontas and I think uh, while I agree with them they're like yeah yeah they took this little bit it's just enough for the palette of the audiences they were aiming at and they have done that quite consistently and I I think I think they have done it well rather than putting western pop music into China you know for Mulan and it's just weird and um you know they they have taken go okay we want them to know that we are in another country that we are in another culture we want to use their instruments we want to use their you know their tonality we want to use those you know musical elements to represent that yeah. and like literally I've just done this with my year nines we did we studied the Lion King and yeah. not mad about singing to the circle of life three times <laughs> a week um, and we listed all of the elements in that song that mm. that helped us you know the film is like we said earlier setting that location so obviously mm. the fact that it's got that acapella call and response at the start it uses the Zulu language it's got mm. the African drums all the way through it yeah. but then we layer that with Elton John's pop song 
you yeah. know, which then has a verse chorus structure like every yeah. other pop song and then it, it, you know, and it builds and it has it has this lovely little pan flute instrumental. Oh, love a good pan flute. You know I love yeah. a pan flute. <laughs> um, and how the power of that and then, of course, you pair that with the visuals of what mm. The Lion King is with mm. all the animals gathering and the birth of Simba and everything and you know exactly where you are, you know what's going on and who's important. Yeah. And, and, like, for me, that I just – this is why I music is my life is unless like that's amazing that's so clever how does they do that <laughs> yeah um and so yeah they music can be used to represent either the place and the time like we said you know we've set new orleans 1920s jazz you hear music. that you you're go, like yeah. i know where i am yep i know what's going on we hear a bagpipe oh we're in we're in scotland thanks brave <laughs> yeah. well done you know they use those and they're 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 symbols just like everything else in a film is a symbol so mm. the use of people wearing black means they're bad you know yeah. even if we agree or disagree with the cultural references some, but uh, it's a symbol and yeah. i think they're doing it i mean i'm just thinking of coco at the moment where mm. um latina music is very heavily featured mm. in the film um and is very contextual um because that's a very latina story exactly uh, and that music yeah. is beautifully used in the film like both in the score and in uh, solo songs yes. in order to set that time and place and that importance, given that this mm. is around their culture. Um, you couldn't really not. You couldn't really not. And it would be very out of place to use, you know, mm. Western pop West, music yeah, in a film solely. like that, which is so based and, and integrated into a very specific culture. And I, th- and I think that's where the, that, that balance is necessary though because we yeah. are used to, oh, here's the chorus, we're going to sing this over and over again. Yeah. Mm. doesn't mean I can't have Spanish guitar playing flamenco in the background No, in, in a verse chorus pop song structure. Mm. So there are some elements that we would use, you know, mm. that, that they – and they put that together well and, yeah. I, you know, they are conscious of their audiences. The majority of them are going to be from Western countries, although I think Disney has actually permeated Mars. So, you know, there's <laughs> – <laughs> no one left on the planet What's that has Martian a <laughs> representation. Where is the Martians? What music do they like? They might I don't think there's like anyone that, anyone left that hasn't sort of got had some <laughs> some influence by, it. Um, you know, and and of course children. So something that's palatable, that's easy. Actually, one of the notes I wrote down when I first started was I think one of the keys to Disney music is it has to be singable. Yes, yes. I and was I think that. Um, in the olden days, you know, where they had these gorgeous, you know, classically trained singers singing Snow mm. White, Cinderella, and I'm, <laughs> I can't sing that stuff. Uh, but, you know, I can still belt some Moana well, yeah. on a good day. Um, <laughs> you know, and I think and, – and that's a lot of it, particularly those friend mentor songs that we were yeah. talking about, yeah. those big chorus numbers. It's got to be catchy. It's got to be singable. And I think one of their good traits, apart from Let It Go, we put that in a whole other bucket because no one can actually sing that yeah. properly, um, is that, um, you know – it is stuff that we are, as the consumers, as kids, adults and, and audiences, are meant to be singing regardless of musical training. Yeah. Mm. And I think that was a really – that sort of went, oh, yeah, you know, you look back to things like this as the bare necessities, All of those sort of ones mm. that were really catchy, really mm. simple. I um, – again, for the debates that we did, I was up against Robin Hood, one of my favourites, and oh. I nearly cried. But I, I had to back Aladdin because I'd already picked it. Uh, but I watched it again and there was all these, you know, oh, the laddie, good, uh, what is it? Oodle laddie, oodle laddie, garly, wally, day. Yes. <laughs> you know, just really simple. Listen, like, we did a recent episode on Robin Hood. Uh, <laughs> if you want to hear me butcher those yes, amazing songs. Did. Sing I a did lot sing of it for the entire day. It was great. Because they're so good. <laughs> but um, it's that kind of almost like folk influence of it's where songs that are meant to just be right. sung around yeah. yeah, and they don't have to be sung in perfect condition. It's just everyone enjoys singing them. Against <laughs> and and that's where you can down. see, yeah, like those ones, the music was still super important in the film, but they mm. didn't have follow that same structure that we have seen no. in the yeah. Renaissance films, which, you know, better for better or worse, but uh, yeah. Mm. Um, Interesting. Oh, I just had a thought. And I completely <laughs> and lost it because I got distracted. Is now gone by with the Robin singing. Hood. Um, <laughs> dang it! Dang it! Um, well, we. Oh, sorry. Did you have? No, I was going to say that's that's probably the the bulk of my thesis. You're welcome. Uh, my PhD oh, should a, be in the post soon. Yeah, Get, I'd certify it. Yeah, I mean, I don't have the power, but I would. One of the <laughs> the questions I've written down is is, and we've sort of touched on it today, but as far as I mean, we talked a lot about Disney Renaissance, mm. and we have touched a little bit on the recent the Disney new era, wave, new Disney. wave, Frozen, Coco, um, Moana, Moana, yeah, um, Tangled, mm. sort of briefly. in there as well, yeah. very briefly. So, are we taking that 
Disney renaissance, do we, do we think we're carrying that forward or is it changing or is it? Mm, good question. Because we did talk about Frozen kind of bringing it back. Which Yeah, and I think I read this great article. It was a blog about that Frozen has come back to that structure and that format. Yeah. And then and then obviously all those examples were really – you go, oh, yeah, I can see how those songs are that song that and that's the thing. structure is there and, again. Um, and then I went – in my brain I was also – because I think this was obviously a few years old now that Frozen's been released. But I went, oh, Moana did that as well for me. Mm. Like I mm. went and saw Moana and went, oh, these songs are great. And, yep, yeah. that's this one and I'm ready for the next song. You and know what's this. coming and I, it's I there. kind of know what's coming and, and love the story. And I also, again, loved the um, – you know, the Islander influences in the music yeah. and stuff like that and as well. And their instruments, yeah. they use that kind yeah. of like beautiful feel. Well. Yeah. And, I th- and, and then it, my brain just went, hey, Kim, you know stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know that Frozen was written by the team that did Avenue Q and yeah. many other things. And for the life of me, I can't remember their name right this very second. Mm. Um, and, hey, wasn't Moana written by Lin-Manuel Miranda? The greatest person The greatest person in, in George's books. Theater. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I would beg to differ, but I like him. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and, 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 and that's where it, it stacks up, is that they're written mm. by people who are writing musical theatre. Um, and so they've taken their skills and knowledge from writing shows for Broadway mm. to go, hey, let's just put a Disney spin on it. And, you know, that collaboration team has, has come together. And I think, you know, there are times where some of the other films in between, some of those maybe have still got great music. Like I said, Tangled has got some great music. Yeah. Um, you know, may not have hit the mark in the same way that these big ones have because mm. of that structure. Yeah. Mm. So it could be a thing. We just mm. we should probably ring Disney and tell them we well, figured it out. We worked it out, Disney, um, and this is what they need to do. More Broadway composers <laughs> formula. Well, Thank so similar you. to Brave. Brave had beautiful music. Yeah, oh, stunning. But it wasn't a. It's not a musical. It's not a soundtrack no. that people know and sing and yeah. yeah. But when you no. listen to it, mm. like as a with a music focus on it, it's mm. like oh, that is great. And some of and I do really love. And again, this would be a different episode. The the supporting scores, not necessarily the songs. Song, from oh it, yeah, absolutely are beautiful. Like I mm. listen to the Mulan soundtrack, like just oh. the soundtrack of it. Yes, yeah. is, is huge and it's just beautiful. And I'm listening and I'm doing stuff, and then I'm like, oh, this is the bit where the Huns are climbing over the wall. Like and you the, know yeah. <laughs> what's happening, but that music is just. And you don't oh, even notice it watching the movie so much. One of my senior drama presentations when I was at school oh. utilised the music of the Stampede from The Lion King yes. as a mask work piece because it was just such stunning music, yeah. um, you know, that actually, you know, works with the film but works as its own standalone piece. Yes, instrumental music is a whole other kettle of fish yeah. and we mm. won't go there today. <laughs> <laughs> but that just kind of helps much. support oh, everything else yeah. that the structures and it's And again, do. it's purposeful. That's mm. what I think is that this music is not a side note in these films. You can clearly see how planned and organised and um, how, how much these films are actually driven by the music, yeah. uh, not yeah. just the story or the characters or the artwork or the graphics or whatever's going on. And we've talked before on this podcast about two different things, one being the influence of Walt Disney himself and that mm. so much of Walt, uh, d- the things that we know as Disney are because of Disney himself about things he wanted very specific he wanted the music he wanted to be perfect he wanted to be very precise so he fought for that and he got Mm. that Mm. and I think the other thing for I think we've touched on it quite a bit today is that Disney films feel like a set you know sometimes you watch films from other animation studios and they, they seem very isolated from each other. Yeah. Mm. Whereas Disney films feel like they all belong in the same family. Yeah. They might yeah. have the crazy auntie or the crazy <laughs> uncle here or there, you know, but they the all – weird nephew that you yeah. really want to get stuck talking to. <laughs> but, but they all feel like they're from the same people, the same group, the same yeah. family. Yes, yeah. And I think a big part of that is that the music. Mm. Mm. And, and I think one of the things – well, as a singer – that Disney sound as far as the singing, because I think a lot of the, the singing is a very specific yes vowel shapes and mm. tonality. Um, oh, that's what my point from before. I remember it. Yeah, about Disney princesses and often being sopranos. Yes. And I remember Always seeing sopranos. this um, wonderful Tumblr post about like, can we the next one be an alto? Or and just can, not or, sing high. Or can the next one just be really bad at singing? Like that's the whole thing. Yeah. They're just real rubbish they try at singing. And, sing, and they and try like, and everyone's like, it's like yeah. yes. And, and being an alto slash tenor is <laughs> the, the only repertoire open to me 
is all of the villain songs. Not mad about it, hashtag. But <laughs> yeah. um, I do not go out. I'm not singing any of the princess songs. It's mm. not my jam. And, and I mean, and then that's what I'm talking about, is it the, the way composers use music, and it's so subtle until you start delving down into it, go, oh, yeah, wait, every princess song is high and every villain song is low. What does that say about the character? You know, so the choices that a composer is making in how they mm. put together a song is um, – very deliberate, oh, yeah. you know, and there and and it is there is that representation and that symbolism, the use of minor keys, the use yeah. of particular lyric phrases, or you know whatever it might be, um, you know, mm. is just it's it's so subtle I and mean, we don't notice it because as soon as you hear it you go oh well that's a villain song why mm. you go oh I don't know uh well I know because that's my job <laughs> it's kind of my job Kim um, knows yeah. call her if you're listening to a song you're like why am I feeling this Just why do I have these feelings I'll be like that's because it's in f sharp minor and uh, it uses the augmented fifth so that's exactly maybe right. we'll Therefore. have to have a technical episode and we'll get yeah, just we can actually, really yeah. technical we'll the real nitty gritty yeah. yeah, we'll pick a couple of songs and, like, get into them. I remember listening to this. Uh, it was, like, a little documentary thing about um, – it's not on Disney music but on Christmas music and why Mariah's um, – All I Want for Christmas is You oh. – why it has that nostalgic feel and it's about the chord structure and, like, yep. all yeah, of these things. there's a reason for it. Baby, throw back to the Baby Boomer music. It was very technical and very interesting. Um, and I do think, well, like, like you said, Disney is very – very deliberate in choices mm. that they make to create that feeling of nostalgia and take you back to other movies that you loved yep. as a yeah. kid and have that kind of flow through. Mm. Again, reminding you that this is a family. Um, I just remembered before too that there is a version of Let It Go mm. from Frozen about wanting to, uh, being an alto and not being able to sing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, There's no, a parody. I have to find one. it. I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll put post it, on, it on the social medias. Um, yep. But it is, that's quite enjoyable. I think Let It Go is interesting as well because it is a very different tone. I mean, I know she's not the Disney princess, mm. but she kind of is a Disney queen, which is a very different, which is different ball again. game. And then they've kind of given her that different sound, and which is I interesting because it's not quite villain, but it's not princess. It is. I, yeah, now you said that. I'm like, oh, yeah. Because Adina's kind of voice very, is so distinctive. So yeah. obviously that's a very deliberate choice and I think that, to make that. That's probably mm. one of, for me, the way that they have written that song is kind of goes against a lot of those rules, mm. mainly because it's... It feels like it was written for her and her range, for Adina's yes. range. Yeah. And and for me, that's not okay. <laughs> that's not okay, <laughs> that's Disney. You can't give a whole song that's <laughs> awesome just to one person to just sing to because Adina. she has those. Because the, the, the range in that song is almost two octaves. Like mm, it is yeah. ridiculous. It goes solo and and then you know has has all those stupid high notes at the end. And and it's it's so frustrating because it's such a great song. <laughs> and because but because of that range, I think you know again I could go into a whole musical analysis about what that could represent in her character and, um, you know, the fact that she is both a princess and a villain in a way. So yeah. she's got the low note, she's yeah. got the high note. Oh, God, here we go. Um, <laughs> you know, We're in, people. <laughs> dump it. Just do it. <laughs> you know, I think there's a lot there. and and But it is it is so hard because everybody wants to sing that song and very few people can actually do it. Yeah. Bless their hearts. They well, try. Do it well. <laughs> they yeah. try. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. look, <laughs> I do like the Broadway version. Yeah. Yeah, in the Broadway recording. I feel like it's it's well mm. done. They make it higher because why not? Because why not? At the end. It's a very why different not? tonality to it yeah. as well though, which – It um, softens it a bit from Adina's tone. I can appreciate tone. Adina's talent but I don't really Well, it's distinctive enjoy. and that is, again, Disney does yeah. pick mm. distinctive voices. Yeah, yeah. So there is that. I also – just thinking about Frozen, and again, this is why it's so clever, like in terms of love is an open door. That's your traditional love song. Like So initially you're like, yep, they're in love, great. And then obviously plot twist later. Oh, I but like that song, but just with that song, you're like, yep, I know what this path is. Yeah, and I I will honestly I swear to God, I did not see that coming. I no, was like I in the either. cinema and we were like, <gasps> like there was like audible And it was because they have a formula. Yeah. And because they had their little I love song. And yes, it was early and you're like, oh, let's just get on with it. All right. <laughs> you could tell, I mean, I could tell from the beginning that it was going to be the sister story. It wasn't necessarily yeah. going to be the love story or the rescue or whatever. It was going to be about the sisters. So I thought, oh, well, throwing the love interest in early is mm. fine because then Anna's going to have people to help her. Yay. And then oh, I was just like, <gasps> Hans, <yeah. laughs> Bastard. <laughs> How dare you? I did I did get a little bit confused when she when she um Oh god, Christoph, when she met Christoph, I was like, wait, 
Wait, she's already. Yeah, I was like, but she's but got then, her love interest. Uh, okay, maybe he's the plucky offsider. Apparently, he's the he's the food of her Gaston or something. <laughs> they originally had that scene when she meets him, and she was like real flirty. Oh. And they're like, no, nah, you got to tone it back, like because you already introduced love interest. Otherwise, that's too like. You've got a guy. It's like, too much. turn it. Turn You've sung yeah. your love song. You don't get another one. There's <laughs> like, one person. Like, yeah. Dial it back. Yeah. Too much. Um, Good but terms. again, yeah, it's subverted those expectations yeah. that we have from a Disney movie. Mm. Um, and that's and that's yeah. Disney was on a bit of a it, it ridden the the uh, Renaissance wave, and it mm. would be yeah. amazing. And then I think it kind of dipped a little bit. Mm. Still, look, you know, you put it up against a lot of other animated features. It's, and still, it's still holds, amazing, but it did but have yeah, that. Frozen lull. really was a turning point for Disney yeah. to come back again, and and it and I think it's because they they hit that structure again, mm-hmm. but but flipped it, and kudos yeah. to yeah. them. Yeah, smart mm. move. Mm. It's so, very smart. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. Frozen too. Is oh, that what you're yes, talking about? Or two? <laughs> no. Oh, um, I just mean films in the future. I just meant Disney films. Yeah. Yeah, the, where are the they future. going now? I think, like, mm. it seems like they're kind of uh, doing a bit of both, where they're following the new normal – well, not no, normal for Disney Renaissance, but that musical theatre structure. Mm. But then they're also doing other films like Coco, like Brave, that don't really have – feature music but mm. don't follow that musical yeah. theatre – um, type structure, so it will be interesting. I think to see where they go, where that. I mean, leads I mean, I don't think that musical theatre structure is going to go anywhere. No, I mean, musical theatre <laughs> is it's been going for, well, incredibly it's, popular. It's probably been really pr- prominent since the fifties. Um, yeah. you know, with that turn from that legit, you know, Gilbert and Sullivan mm. style operatic musical, um, mm. through you know into the more contemporary stuff. Like it's pretty much a staple, and if you don't do it, you don't. You're not really doing it right for some reason that mm. someone's worked it out and it works yeah so. <laughs> and they try and change it up and it doesn't quite work it doesn't always and know. again from like frozen and even moana it wasn't as big as frozen but it still mm. follows that format it Absolutely. still was popular yes. yeah. so i feel like they're not going to stray from that too much mm. it'll be interesting to see what the next new new animated is you know what music they're using to support that are they going to still go down that broadway Mm. composer structure route thinking about i guess the more recent films since since then as well is they've actually gone we're not doing a musical so you look at like Mm. ralph wreck it ralph and you look at zootopia and and films like that that don't they again have music music is always going to be integral in films no matter what the film is um but aren't musicals and so that was interesting i think for me to go they were the more recent one i mean i love both those films too like oh, yeah, they're right. still great still got all that but disney magic but it's just not musically yeah. there yeah mm. interesting it is interesting we'll so see we'll see look i've i've got a question oh. i'm gonna put you on the spot is it i think i feel what it's coming well, but come might. on go for it what movie do you think overall as a whole encapsulates disney music sound like, as a whole, mm. what's your, like, that's the one. That when I think of Disney music, think of Disney music sound, that's, that's what it the is. one. I've got two. Kim, do you have an instant answer? Why no, I'm I don't have over an inst- it. <laughs> I don't have an instant answer. I have another thesis about what oh. is the best. No, for me, I've always said my favourite Disney film is Aladdin, and that's mm. why I've backed it in a debating <laughs> um, format. You yes. know, format. Um, but I love the music from The Lion King more so because I really like the African vocal music that's just a personal Mm. taste so as a score i love the lion king i think in a way we can't i can't go past the little mermaid just Mm. for what it's done and i think it has it it rewrote the rules it set that benchmark and it really um yeah it it did that whole the 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 characterization through the music is, you know, you just get this huge grandeur of mm. Ursula and the, just the sheer naivety and beauty of, of, of Ariel in their songs. And, you know, I just think it, it you know, we've been talking about all these um, songs, these movies yeah. since the Renaissance, and I don't think we can really go past the one that did it first. And yeah. Not, not yeah. necessarily the best music or the best film, but I think we have a lot to thank Little Mermaid and the work that that yeah. did. In a way. Yeah. Setting a tone for the yeah. future. See, Definitely. That would be my first thought because when I think Disney music, I just hear the opening strands of Party World, like in yeah. my brain. Yeah. Like mm. that's it. So that's my gut instinct. But then also I feel like Beauty and the Beast does everything really well. Like yeah. all of the mm. music in there just – That would be my pick. Like for the whole everything yeah. to it. And that it's got – So I'd be torn between the really two. Really good individual songs. Mm. Sto- songs are used very well for the storytelling – and as a complete set 
they follow it's, like they sound like they all belong there's together. There's nothing in there that's like this shouldn't be here. and musically. Or it's, yeah, if there's something that you would skip over on the DVD, yeah, you know, be like mm. next scene. You know, there's nothing like that. It's all there. In those, yeah. Mm. But it's it's a hard, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. Mm. Mm. But then also, I'll make a man out of you is one of my all time favorite songs. <laughs> Just sheer fun. <laughs> this is so true. Like oh. that's if someone's like put a Disney song on, let's get ready. I'm like, right. Yeah. So when one. it breaks down to that section when they're just singing and with the sticks, oh, that's that's just a personal <laughs> preference. Um, yeah. So there's that. <laughs> oh, so much fun. Yeah. Well, I think. I think that's all we can really. I think that's it. Look without going today. for another five hours, like, yeah. oh, there's so much more, and I know we will get. We'll get there. We will get there, um, but I think that was good chat. Yeah, good, good chat. Yeah, I feel like I've learned a lot. I've learned about go. purpose and, and those those five songs and happy. Yeah, see now I'll be like yeah. listening out to them and every. I don't think I'll be able to unhear that. No, yeah. it's hard, you know. But oh, friends, last mental song. Yeah, Got it. There it is. But we are going to put in an official request. For a Disney princess as an alto, please. Yes. Disney? Yeah. We want yeah. an alto. Yeah. We want something for everybody. And maybe, you know? maybe like size 14 dress. Yeah. To 16 <laughs> dress. Would yes. Be great. Yes. Uh, yes. That would be great. So, I'm Disney, sick of cosplaying as Madame Mim from, Peace, uh, <laughs> from Sword of the Stone or uh, Ursula or, <laughs> or yes. just being yes. a, a round Maleficent. You know? <laughs> it's just like, come on. Yes. Let's we want do it. Let's a do it. Well-rounded Disney? Disney princess who can sing alto and has, a, you know, it's an actual representative <laughs> of a lot of our population who are not represented. Yeah, at all. Let's do it. Done. Let's That's do it. the next Disney. That's move. the request, That's Disney. Uh, please and thank you. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, <laughs> on that note, thank you, Kim Brown. Thank My you, Kim pleasure. Brown. I'm thank very certain us. that you'll be back again. You'll be. Back. I think I will actually have need to earn the title of resident uh, <laughs> music expert. So if you oh, ever have a consultant, music question, official uh, consultant yes. to the show. So I'll have to return a number of times for that to be official. <laughs> so look, let's make it happen, everybody. Tell us what do you want Kim to look at next? Yes, yeah. Give me study what do you work. Want to learn? Yeah, know, give us I some homework because oh, she actually I love does some the music homework. homework. Yeah, um, she does love a good homework piece. I, it's, it does suck that it's a podcast that I can't have pie charts and um, <laughs> you know we'll musical scores. We'll put them scores. up on the Facebook we'll if you want a Venn we'll diagram to help you. You know, we can make that happen. <laughs> so thank you very much. Uh, thank you, listeners. Thank you. Do feel free to to jump on our Facebook page or our uh, Instagram uh, and tell us what you think. Tell us what you want. Uh, yeah. Share your favorite part. Do it. You know, we Sing love us it. a song. Who knows? Sing us a song. <laughs> Send a video. Us a song. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I'd love it. I love right. it. All right. It's time That's to it. go. Farewell. Farewell. Bye. Bye. Otherwise, I have to stretch my neck. Oh, we don't want that. That neck stretch. I don't have the exertion for the holidays. (laughs) (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.